Welcome to Context, the podcast from Arizona State University's Construction Technologies class, giving you an inside look into the backgrounds and theories of the subjects covered in this course. Context. Welcome. We're excited to be with you for yet another fun session uh, and getting ready for Con 453 to talk about uh, communication. This one always has, has been a, a fun one for me. Um, speaking about how, you know, kind of building on what Kieran talked about with you on Monday and, you know, how to, I guess, quote unquote, get your way. I liked how Kieran said that. <laughs> I have never been quite so bold as to put it that way, but um, certainly that's that's really what we're at here is is trying to make sure that we're communicating in such a way that number one, um, we're able to gain alignment with with the people that we're communicating with. Uh, we want to make sure that we understand one another. A lot of times, that the biggest problem with communication is is miscommunication or, or thinking that we're communicating. Um, so again, that's why we talk about it in this way that it's all about communication for alignment. Um, and then once you have alignment, then you can achieve the second part of what we call this lecture of success. Um, so that way, as we as we go forth in our in our work, whether it's day-to-day -day on our projects or perhaps in pre-construction um, or if you're in a role similar to mine such as business development um, or that dirty dirty word people call sales oh I can't get over that uh, but nonetheless how do we how do we accomplish success uh, through our communication so um, with that as a, a little bit of a lead-in you know really excited to be joined by Dr. Ayer for yet another session to go through this with you guys um, and I really appreciate the the lens that um, Dr. Ayer brings to this conversation um, and how he looks at his research. I think you all probably recall early on in the semester, um, I shared with you how Dr. Aaron and I began to, to work together um, outside of the classroom. And the way he presented his um, assessment of problems grabbed me from the, from the very first moment. And it's something that I still value um, in the relationship that he and I have as we now are in uh, this academic realm and the way he views the world. So with that, maybe it's a little bit of a lead in, Steve, I'll, I'll pitch it over to you to, to kind of walk through this lens of um, problem identification and assessment. Sure. Yeah, you know, I, I think it's interesting because in the last class, you know, we talk about getting what you want, but a lot of times to get what you want, you need to make sure you are illustrating to the other person what you want is also in their interest, right? So it's it's not necessarily a selfish thing. I mean, there is an element of you need to, to communicate, this is why it's a good idea for you, you to agree with what I'm proposing and, and that kind of thing. That'll be very important for Shark Tank. As we start to talk about this, that'll be super important. So, you know, the students have heard me say, and, and Chase, you've heard me say a million and a half times about, you know, technology is just a tool to serve us. And it's just here to solve our problems. And we shouldn't use it just because we can. We should use it because, you know, we need it for some reason. It's necessary. Um, and I, I tend to think when I talk to people, it's almost like I get the eye roll of, yeah, we know we're not idiots. Like that's obvious, right? And it is obvious. Like we all know this, like the listener right now, I'm not telling you anything you don't already know. You know this, I, we all know this. We're, we're kind of, as humans, we're hardwired to like this philosophy. But I think if we look at how a lot of people define those problems that a technology will solve, a lot of people struggle to do that initially. And this is something, I guess I'm now talking more to the student listener, this is something you will hear from Professor Farnsworth and I a lot during the, the Shark Tank prep sessions. And, and even once you get into the Shark Tank activity, you may hear from the sharks, is what is the problem you're targeting? 
And I'll give you an example of a wrong answer, right? A lot of times students will come up and they'll say, well, we're trying to solve the problem of safety, you know, safety and control, we're gonna solve this problem. And I say, that's not a problem, safety is a good thing. I want safety, it's not a problem. And I think, I, I think we sometimes get the response of, oh, I see, you're just being a snarky jerk. You, 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 you want me to word a different way. The point that we're making with safety is if I, I'll give the example I mentioned a minute ago, if I take safety as a problem, there are problems associated with the overarching topic of safety, yes. But safety in and of itself, that's a good thing. If I was to then assume a problem based just on the one word answer of we're solving the problem of safety, that could be mental health issues. That could be texting while driving to work. That could be uh, drugs or alcohol on the job site. That could be people are falling off my building because they're not wearing fall protection. That could be uh, ergonomic problems that are leading to um, injuries over time. That could be heat stroke you see where I'm going. There are many things that could fall into that category. If I, on the other hand, say people on my job site are having to uh, leave their jobs because they are getting injured because of ergonomic constraints, uh, ergonomic concerns that are leading them to have to leave the industry earlier than they would otherwise like because this, this job is, is basically hurting them physically. That is a more scoped in problem. Okay, why do we care about this? you are going to have to have some technology that you pitch, right? This is, this is your idea that you say, here's how we, we fix whatever the problem is. The more specific you are in the problem you define, the better chance you have to propose a technology that can actually address that issue, right? And so this is a really important thing. Communication for alignment and success. We know you want to get what you want, right? We all want to get what we want. But part of the way you'll be successful of that is communicating that uh, need to an owner, to an investor, whoever it may be. Uh, and getting them to buy in, I think, is oftentimes influenced by how effectively you describe a problem to them. One of the things I'll talk about more in class is you want to make it very clear to the shark or whoever you're pitching to, the cost of saying no. If I say no to your innovation, what, what is the cost of that, right? And if you say, well, we're trying to solve safety, uh, so, so drones, we're going to use a bunch of drones and, and we're going to solve safety. So I'd like to have $150,000 to outfit my site with drones for safety. I'm gonna say no to that. And that's not because safety's unimportant or because drones have no value. Drones might have a value, but what I've described there does not explain how drones will some do some vague uh, support for safety. So the cost of me saying no is, as far as I can tell, I, I haven't hurt anyone by saying this because it's not clear what the cost is there. If on the other hand, I say just last week, I lost another employee that had been with me for 30 years. He said he wants to stay on, but his doctor said he can't do it anymore because he's um, getting arthritis in his limbs from what we're asking him to do. And I can't change his job any anyway. What I'd like to do is invest in uh, exoskeletons for him. They say that this could extend the amount of time he could work because it takes all the stress off of his joints. I think I could leverage his expertise, continue to pay the guy and continue to make progress on this job. That's immediately a better pitch, right? Because now you say, oh yeah, okay, well that, that might actually address the specific situation I've described. So um, wrapping up this kind of rant that I'm going on here, the point that we're trying to get to here um, is define that problem well. Beginning of the semester, you all get it. Technology is just a tool to serve us. And for it to serve us, it must be a solution that solves a problem we have. We all looked at each other and said, yeah, I know, that's obvious. So then define the problem really well. If you do that, then all of a sudden, defining the, the solution, I don't wanna say it becomes easier, but the uh, uh, constraints that would dictate success or failure at least become clearer. 
And it, while it still may be a challenge to find the right tool to fix the problem, now we know pretty uh, specifically, will it or will it not fix the condition that we've, we've discussed? So we're gonna focus on defining a problem. When I work to propose my research, I have to define a problem. When I work to partner with people in industry, I have to define the problem. For a class this, upcoming, this week that we'll be in, you all will be defining problems. So that's kind of the, the focus on, on my rant. Chase, what did I miss? You know, nothing in all honesty. Um, as I was as I was listening to you, Steve, talk about that, I, I couldn't help but think about, um, you know, maybe saying it in, in a slightly different way, the better we understand our problem, the better we understand what we need to fix it, right? Um, and maybe, and especially in the case of this effort that we're putting the students through in the Shark Tank, maybe, and if not probably, exactly what we need to fix it doesn't exist. Or maybe it doesn't exist in the form that we um, that we hope it to, right? Um, and so in, in the world of innovation or in the world of technology, um, I think we see this more and more than, than ever, um, is sometimes it's about making adaptations to existing things or pulling um, maybe non-traditional things into our life to help to solve the problem until we can fully and, and, and more um, completely solve the problem in the future, right? And so maybe just as a, as a case in point to share with the students, um, we, we, we run Shark Tanks internally uh, within our company now. It's, it's been a practice since I think 2017, um, we've, we've been running Shark Tanks. Um, it started in one of our groups and now it's a company-wide initiative and every single group actually receives um, funding from the company to be able to run our own innovation Shark Tanks. Um, and just as a story to share with the students, again, to kind of help illustrate this, this point you're making, um, one of our early Shark Tanks was actually led by our wind group. And the problem that they saw that was happening um, is that the foundation sizes of our wind turbines were getting bigger and bigger and bigger over time. Um, and what that means is that actually the slope on these foundations are getting steeper and steeper over time. And it's harder and harder um, for our workers to, to, um, to finish the concrete on it. Um, and it's becoming much more intensive on their bodies. It's causing a lot more issues with soft muscle um, strain and so forth. And so they saw this very, very well-defined problem that this process of taking this roller buggy basically on this long pole up and down these foundations was putting so much strain on their bodies. And the, to think about having to do hundreds of these foundations over the life cycle of a project was gonna really um, lead people to some significant risks for injury. Um, and so as they kind of painted this picture to themselves first, they, they realized that, you know, hey, is there some way to mechanize um, the process, right? There's, there's no, I mean, a lot of us think about the power trials out on our flat sites, and that's easy, right, to run a power trial out on a flat site. But these, the, again, these foundations for the um, wind turbines, they're so steep that if you try to run a power trial on that, you'd either dig in some areas or maybe the power trial would even, you know, perhaps slip and fall as well. And that's, that's a thing we want to avoid. Um, and so this, this team, as they, as they understood their problem so well, they started looking around for how can we mechanize um, this process. And, you know, a lot of our students are going to resonate with what I say here in just a minute, but they looked around at some of their, their kids and some of the communities that they were in, and they saw these little hoverboards that existed. And they said, oh my gosh, what if we attached one of the roller buggies to this little hoverboard? Like, is that possible? You know, can, can we actually get the roller buggy to do what we want it to do with the assistance of this hoverboard? Um, and sure enough, they figured out a way to do it, right? And it was a minimal investment. And so what they did then was they then brought that solution 
to our company and said, hey, this is what we found. This is how it can solve this problem. This is how much easier it makes it for our people to, to finish these foundations. Um, and they were able to receive investment. And this is now something that we're working on actually advancing beyond just the you know hoverboards we can go buy from. I don't even know where you buy hoverboards. Um, but let's just say Amazon because Amazon sells everything. Jeff Bezos can pay us a royalty after this. <laughs> but nonetheless, the, the point is there, right? And hopefully the students are hearing this and identifying that, you know, they understood their problem so very well. They knew what they could go out and start putting together. Was it a traditional solution? Are you going to go find that at, at White Cap or Home Depot? Um, no, you're not, right? You're going to find it on one of our job sites because our team members pieced it together. Might you find it on other companies? Perhaps, right? And innovation oftentimes does not happen in silos, nor is it fully unique. Um, but I hope the students really understand kind of with this face on the example of what Steve's talking about, the better and more time you spend understanding your problem, the better and more fully you can not only communicate, but comprehend how to start to assemble your solution. Um, and it's like Steve said, it's, it's going to drive you nuts because you're going to fall into the trap and we're going to do it. As, as we start working with you on your pitches, here's what's going to happen. I'll tell you right now so we can you know, maybe put a dollar gentleman's bet on it. Um, but you guys are going to you guys are gonna be so excited as we come to you. You're going to say, oh, Professor Farnsworth, Professor Ayer, here's our really cool idea. And we're going to stop you and we're going to say, what's the problem you're solving for? And you're going to say, well, here, well, hold on, hold on. Here's our idea. And you're going to be so excited to tell us that and we're going to drive you nuts because we're not going to let you tell us what your problem is or what your solution is until you tell us what your problem is. And we're going to challenge you and challenge you to make sure you really understand your problem that you're applying. Um, and you might even fall into the trap of trying to force your solution into a potential problem. Again, that's a trap. Watch out for it. Stay away from it. Take the time, invest the effort, understand the problem, then and absolutely then go forward together to try and figure out how to assemble the solution. Yeah, there's that uh, that Einstein quote, or at least a quote that's attributed to him that if I had an hour to think about or to solve a problem, I'd spend 55 minutes thinking about the problem and five minutes thinking about the solution. It's it's so important that that's part of it is so critical. Don't give up that critical moment of conditioning the listener for what is it that this thing is going to solve. It's it's almost like when you watch the infomercial, they always show you the first 10 seconds or whatever is the black and white screen. This lady's frustrated because her garden's not getting watered because her hose is all kinked up. What if I had this auto shrinking hose? You know, you've seen all the stupid things they sell. Whatever. Maybe you like it. I don't know. But but the point being, they always start showing what's the bad condition. That's the problem. They're establishing a problem that's really important to do. So maybe this is a good moment. Shall we get to the what's next, Chase? Do you want to uh, talk them through this? Yeah, let's get to the what's next. So um, we're really excited for, for this year's problem um, as we've been doing this now for, I think we're saying four years officially, Steve, I don't know. Um, but as we've been doing this for now about uh, four years or so, we've, we've ran the gamut through quite a few different project types, whether it's a sports facility or an office or what have you. Um, so this year we, term, we turned to the world of federal projects um, and, and military installations specifically. Um, so with, with that as kind of a, a little bit of intro, this year's project is going to be one that we did at Naval Base San Diego um, a couple years ago. It was pretty awesome where essentially, um, to spare you some of the gory details that you'll read in a little, in a little bit, uh, we basically built a building inside of a building to help enable um, Navy personnel to be trained to operate a ship um, that they would not be able to be on until they were physically on it and the previous operators were gone. So they, they needed to understand um, fully how to successfully operate that um, that ship without the assistance of others. So this is what this facility um, was built to accomplish. 
Um, and so what we're going to do is we're going to upload essentially think of it as like a project um, data sheet that's going to give you all the information on the project, a bunch of the different parameters that are going to be pertinent to your Shark Tank practice. Um, and this will be available to you by the time you're listening to this podcast. And so here's what we want you to do. We want you to assess that project, review it, um, take some time to understand it. Heck, I'll even throw a link um, on the project data sheet to our website to where you can go check out the project a little bit as well. Um, and what we want you to do is we want you to consider potential problems that might arise in the delivery of that project. Um, now, what I mean by the delivery of the project, that's not just the construction phase, that could also be the design phase as well. Um, and I want you to just spend your time thinking about potential problems that might arise over the life of that project cycle. Um, work with your team. And as you come to class on Wednesday, we want your group to have at least one potential problem in mind, right? And again, um, make sure that it's a well-defined problem. You know, go ahead, put yourself through some of these stress tests um, as Steve and I kind of talked through here a little bit ago and think about that and think about the, val the validity of that problem um, and the opportunity to solve it. And we'll, we'll be building on this more and we'll give you time in class for some breakout sessions to, to build on that idea and perhaps come up with some others. But that's the opportunity. That's the what's next. Take a look at that data sheet, consider and define one problem with your group and come ready to discuss. So we're super, super excited. We can't believe we're so close to the end. Um, you know, I think Steve, correct if I'm wrong here in the what's next wrap up, but um, I think this is actually going to be one of the last content sections that we have. You're going to make and me cry. And then we're cry. really getting into the... <laughs> <laughs> it's been fun. I found Steve's one feeling. Oh, there it is. Um, yeah. But no, you guys, it's been an awesome semester. We hope you've enjoyed these podcasts um, and we're really looking forward to this last little bit where we get to work together um, in your breakout sessions and help you to prepare for the Shark Tank. It's going to be a lot of fun. With that, we hope this gave you some context. Thank you.